I'm good. I feel good. All right. You sure you're good? I'm great. <laughs> Doesn't smell like it. <laughs> well, let's just welcome everybody to lab meeting number six. Already? Yeah. Christ, look at us. I know, right? See how long we can go- get going. You know, when I wrote the podcast, it was like zero one. I was like, what happens when we get into like trip? Like, you know, like it'll be we, fine. We add on the digit. <laughs> I know, but normally people start with zero zero one to anticipate the many more oh, digits. Mm, but we obviously didn't think of that. Anyways, oh, geez. So, up on the agenda today, it's number one the problem with plastic. Because I feel like. We like to talk a lot of shit here, but sometimes I feel like it's our duty as science communicators to talk about some of the important issues. Yep. And personally, this is important to me. Awesome. Cool. Uh, number two, uh, what do you do when you have writer's block? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I get this often. Yeah. So I think you'll notice that these questions always come from a personal place. I, I'm really seeing that, yeah. And question three, uh, what is your first thought when you see an unattended bag? Maybe it's backpack or maybe it's some kind of luggage, but when it's unattended in a public space, what do you think? Like, I think they're dead in a gutter. 
See, I love getting off the grid like that. No, like, it scares me. I've been out of credit for, I don't know, I use credit, not <laughs> plan, I'm trying to change that. Oh. Hand up, that's me. I've been out of credit for like four or five days, and I literally put someone to get back to my mum, because it was my mum and dad's 25th wedding anniversary, congrats Gavin and Jen. Um, and dad was in, he was like, text your mother so that, you know, no, 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 you can say happy anniversary, he was like, alright, because that's the sort of thing my dad does, is reminds his children to do stuff for that's his nice. wife. But it's stuff that, well, I don't know about my brother, but it's stuff that I already intend on doing anyway. Oh, okay. I, I suppose he's been drilling it into me for 24 years now, but he's, he's got his point across. But, um, yeah, I, I, bought, I bought credit, texted mum, and then over the course of the night, my phone had disconnected from the Wi-Fi in my house and downloaded whatever through my credit and now back to zero credit <laughs> like in a night and I'm like worst $20 ever but I'm off the grid now I'm about to go on a field trip for a couple of days and no one will be able to contact me except yeah. for hotel Wi-Fi that's cool yeah okay that that's day, cool no one will be able to touch me but if you turn don't turn up in three days I'm going to think you, you might have got drowned I'll be back on Thursday okay so and if I'm I don't like, see you on Thursday then I'll be worried I'll be around okay cool um, Cause like I'll send you a message. How's that sound? Yes, that would be great. Thank you. <laughs> so, um. are you someone who, let's say, you're sitting in the food court somewhere, you've taken your bag down, you've got something uh, to eat, but you've seen your best friends over there, and you can see them. You have to leave your bag there. No, I take my bag. You have to leave your bag. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. That's no. Fine, okay. Do you? Are you a person who trusts your bag with other people? Yes. Do you do it? Do you have to acknowledge them? Or do you just. You're at the airport um, bar. You need to go to the bathroom. Oh, I take my bag. I don't ask you anyone. You would? I would never ask someone. Nah, I, I would never ask a stranger to look after my bag. I'm a bag lever. That's no. why I'm not skeptical of people no. who leave bags and random bags. Because so people I do that bag. all the time. People always walk off and go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, sure, nothing's going to happen. But then they leave their bag and I don't like that. I'm a bag Because what if they're going to go walk away into the bathroom and detonate that bang and I'm sitting right next to it? <laughs> so I don't know why this is so okay. in my head, but the last time I remember leaving my bag was admittedly at LAX airport, oh, and there had no. been some issues there. Probably yeah, not my smartest move, but like the guy there, we were chatting. I didn't need to show him the inside of my bag for him to know that I wasn't out to bomb the place. But like, I don't know, weird stuff happens in LA. You never know. Recent massacre. Like, so what are they doing yeah, like, lordy, awful. And then, like, he snapped. I was like, no, he'd been there for a couple of days and was planning something. Mm. God, I don't even want to think No, about. it's awful. I don't think I'll go back to the US for a while. That's, it's a yeah. pretty messed up place. It is, oh, hey. But what can you do? I heard a really interesting movie pitch where, um, free plug for hashtag movie maintenance. Oh, um, I heard a thing where they did a, a rewrite of The Hunger Games. <laughs> and... <laughs> All the districts were just different parts of the US. Oh, great. And that it's 100 years in the future and everybody else had just gone, fuck the US. We'll just let them kill themselves off and put it as great TV and just put up big walls on Canada and Mexico and leave them to their own filth and rubbish. Oh, they're better off. But the rest of the world went on fine. I was like, that sounds really cool. Oh, California would have been fine, right? Well, I also hear other stuff 
where there's a couple of people I hear and they're like, we should just split the country into east, west, and middle because that's where yeah. all kind of money is. But I'm like, you're just leaving these destitute people to nothing. But mm-hmm. then I suppose you'd be trading for food so they would get some money and welfare back. But like, if Oregon, Washington, and California, which are the three western states, yeah. just broke off and became their own country. Those three states would be a pretty cool country. I'd they'd go to great. that country. Yeah, they'd be great. They'd do great. They're three of my favorite states in um, yeah, in the states. Yeah. I like uh, it. I've been to a couple. But like, yeah, I really like those ones. Um, Agreed. Yeah. They're easy okay. to like. But, yeah, anyways. So, yeah, I'm a bag lever, so that's why I don't get skeptical about bags being left because usually... It's someone who's just ducked off to do something. And also, because one... Back. Yeah, but, you know, it's happened to me many times. Like, one time I was walking through the central central train station and there was a, ba- a bag left right at the entrance where you put your ticket in. So that scared me and then I told the security and I literally ran. Like, I ran because I had to go play futsal or something. <laughs> I ran to the futsal game and I was all warmed up by the time I got there. Yeah, the second time, it was also left outside Coles. And I was like, okay. Coles. Coles at Broadway. Gets really, okay, gets really easy. Coles. So I told the security man as well, and then I walked inside. And I was like, what am I doing? What if it explodes? I'm getting stuck in Coles. So then I left the supermarket. I left the whole shopping centre. <laughs> oh my god. So I'm a bit like paranoid. I don't know why it's like that. You're super paranoid. But also, the reason why people say I catastrophize is because I don't have a good track record with sliding doors. Like, usually. Usually the sensor doesn't catch me, so I walk up to it and I have to wait. And then, so I have to move. That's because you don't have a soul. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my god, it's because I don't have a soul. <laughs> Damn the Simpsons, it got me. Ever since then, I make things up to be really way worse than they are. Um. Yeah, I used to have my first nightmare to the Simpsons. I think it was Treehouse and Horror. Maybe oh, like or six. Oh, that's so one, I remember Groundskeeper Willie comes back from the dead as a zombie. <laughs> and I was pretty young. I was in that bunk bed. So I was like seven. And I, I'm not a fan of horror. I'm not a fan of zombies. I'm not a fan of gore in films. I will never watch Saw. I won't watch that new It movie. Oh, I need me neither. No, no you won't don't care for it. And like... My girlfriend's into it. She's like, do you want to come watch the new no. movie? I'm like, I think not, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you won't find me watching any of that, but I remember being absolutely traumatised by the thought of a zombie groundskeeper willy coming to get me. Oh. Um, it was so horrific. I was like seven. Ruined me. Wow. Um, I don't know, but let's switch to a more pressing issue. More pressing. Okay. The, the, Press prob- the problem with plastic. What problem? There's no problem. What do you mean mass well, consumption? I'm glad that's the message we're trying to send to people out there. Okay, what's the message you want to send? So, just... Talk to me about the problem with plastic, Anne. Have you been trying to use less plastic? Yes. Oh, good, okay. That's, that's where we should start. What? Well, okay, so we know there's too much plastic in the world. We're finding plastic washed up in uh, ocean gyres, which for people if, mm. who don't know, ocean gyres are where the currents kind of make water tornado. Like a tornado. Like yeah. a spinning island of garbage in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah. Um, in the North Atlantic, they're starting to find them as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just waste plastic that has gone into the ocean and is accumulating as these islands. Um, and it's just killing all amounts of marine life. And it's 
it's gross and then growing. And you open up animals and all they've got is plastic inside them? Yeah. That's all they're eating? Um, yeah, I remember seeing that little photo really recently, the seahorse holding onto a, oh, a Q-tip for our American so listeners. So sad. Or a cotton bud yes. ear cleaner thingy. Oh. Um, but yeah, seeing like, so there's too much plastic in our world and most of it either goes to landfill or oceans. But and what's the stats? It's going to be oh, more... More plastic than animals in the ocean by 2050? Oh, it could be 2050. I feel like there's definitely there already a, more plastic in the There ocean. has been some modelling about that. I think they still can't krill, though. Like bio, I think it's biomass versus weight of plastic. But right. I remember doing... I did one of those new fandangle, you go to a third world country and you make a difference holiday trips. And I literally went to an island in Cambodia and there was just trash all over the shore. Aww. And it was a really small fishing village and they didn't produce a lot of trash. But the so other side them. of the island mm. is this party fucking mecca. And there was just trash and that place was gross. That's and it not was all cool. coming around their side. It was just, it's really gross. So you need to think about when you use plastic, it takes. Is it a thousand years to break down or is it 10,000? No, like, well, yeah, super long because I say every single piece of plastic that has been made still is, like, yes. here. How long have you been making plastic for since, what, the 30s? Industrial Revolution? I don't think we've been making plastic since <laughs> no? the 1870s. Actually. I don't know. Look up. I don't have any good general history knowledge so, about plastic. Well, let's say we've been making plastic really liberal estimate of 100. Oh, 1907. Wow, that's a lot earlier than I thought. Yeah. 110 years we've been making plastic. Yeah. Okay. So it's all still here. All plastic made yep. on earth is still here. And yep. like we still, oh, wow, that's going to last forever. Isn't that crazy? Like we still know stuff about the Egyptians from 3000 BC. That's 5,000 years ago. There are going to be people in the future, if we fucking survive, there is going to be something 5,000 years in the future that goes, look at these idiots who made plastic and killed themselves and choked yeah. their whole planet. Absolutely. So, yes, we need to think about it. So, Anne, what are some steps you've been taking to have less plastic? Mm, so, I like to drink coffee and tea, mm. but I, like, I only like to drink coffee when I buy it. Yeah. So, I've been using a reusable pla- uh, glass cup, and like the key cup. cup. Yes. Yeah. Free plug to keep cup. You know all the all the keep cup style sustainable like reusable uh, cups are all Australian made. Oh, they? Yeah, there's like three brands and they're all made in Australia. Are they all recycled plastic as well? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. But the glass a bit, like glass ones are better. Oh, you like the glass ones? Too? Yeah. Okay, I like cool. the glass one. Um, so that's one thing you can do. Say no to straws. Say no to straws. Straws are the worst. Straws are super. So bad. unnecessary. But it's so bad because you go and order a drink when you're out and automatically they'll just put a straw in it. I used to not give people straws and I used That's to get so great. pounded yeah. by my supervisors. Why do people need that? Well, they don't. Yeah, we're just so know. used to it. Everyone just... my lipstick. <laughs> Puff up. Bring a pie, please. I mean, let's be honest. I'm a pretty crap environmentalist. I'm only just starting to get better now. Yeah. Um, but at least we're aware. And there is no ethical consumption under capitalism <laughs> but yes i think being aware and making your small contribution and helping make other people aware which i know if people are listening to this they're probably already aware of this stuff. yeah but yeah 
It's better to have a go. So no, no straws. Yep. What else? Um, so no more plastic bags, obviously. Big that's the biggest that. thing. That's like it's so easy to just carry reusable bags with you. I don't know how we haven't banned it earlier than now. I know. I'm like, that. Adelaide banned it like twenty years ago. They did? Yeah, they haven't been using plastic bags for over twenty years. I mean France has probably banned all plastic wear in their yeah, entire country. Yeah, France is really leading at the moment. Yeah. Oh, um, and the other thing, the other main thing is like, don't use plastic cutlery anymore. Yeah. So just bring your own cutlery. Um, I like to take my own lunch box container to places. Be like, can you fill it up? Single-use plastic is the is worst. The worst. I don't know, like seeing it on sushi and stuff annoys me. Um, but like, and I, I'm trying to get better. Like, I know it is plastic, but I'm using Tupperware a lot. Yeah. My lunch to work. I mean, you've got to put your stuff in something. It's just you can't avoid plastic completely, well, but it's making conscious this, effort. Yeah, not at this stage of yeah. our existence, we can't. Um, have a plastic water. Have a water bottle. Do not buy. Pla- do not buy water Don't bottles. Buy water. Like, why do people buy water? It doesn't make any sense it to really me. It really annoys me. My supervisor buys a heap when we go out. Yeah. And it's good to have emergency water, so I try not to. Yeah, that. sometimes but you have to. But I've now got a cracking two-liter water bottle that yeah. I've only had for a couple of days. Oh it yeah, that's great. I love it. Comments. Um, I love it. Can you find another one so I can? From the big <laughs> bottle co and yeah. making a. I don't know, she buys a curling my water bottle. I'm lifting two litre water bottles, imaginary water bottles in my two litre water bottles. Getting buff. Getting huge. But yeah, anyway, so those are the main things I think. And yeah. Um, trying to buy bulk stuff. Like, mm, yeah. Shop at like those bulk food stores. My mate buys 10 kilos of rice every time he buys it. Holy shit. How fast does he go through that rice? Oh, it takes him a very long time. Okay, good. <laughs> but, um, and also just owning like less, you know. Like, you don't need to buy, oh, like, bad clothes, you know? Because every time you wash something in the machine, yeah. all the microplastics from your shitty polyester clothes go into the ocean. Oh, I use it as an excuse that it's an environmental thing and a cost-effective thing, but it's also... I'm don't wash your clothes. No, no, I just don't buy many clothes. Oh, yeah, that's good. My wardrobe is severely limited, and that's secretly good. I think my girlfriend dislikes that. She's like, can you wear something nice for a change? Like, you have nice shirts. Nice. A few. I have nice T-shirts. Yeah, no, you have a few nice buttoned-up t-shirts. I don't think any of them belong to you. You just stole them from other people. No, that's fine. Okay, fine, why? <laughs> but no, I have not Most of my clothes are quite ready. I do need a new suit because I went to a wedding on the weekend. Oh, yeah. And you didn't have a suit? No, I had a suit, but I might have got outrageously uh, drunk and fallen over you... and ripped the hole in my suit <laughs> on the dance floor, which where's, was gravel. Where, where's the rip? Oh. If it's like... Well... I've skinned my knee, which you can oh, see, but yeah. the rip is much closer to my ankle, which makes me feel that the pants have ridden up so, during the fall, so I can't work so, the mechanics out. So the hole's about here, halfway down Oh, uh, so you just can't get them shortened? <laughs> no. They'd be like three-quarter length suit. So no, and like, it's not the greatest suit. It is wool. I bought it for a cumulative total of $45 from Finney's. It's a oh, Calvin Klein. Well done. And I thought I like it was that. sort of a shit quality, and I still kind of do. But my mom's like, this is great quality. This is full 100% wool. I was like, it's really light and flimsy. And I hate <laughs> it. It's tacky, and I hate it. Well, um, invest in a good suit, then. Yeah, maybe just not a good suit, because I have another wedding coming up. So, okay, question for you. I have a wedding coming up, and the rule for the wedding, part of the invitation said... 
you can wear whatever you like. No. We don't judge. No. What do you wear? Wow. Because I would love to wear what I'm wearing what I, now. I'll tell you what I'd wear. Uh, but I okay. don't think it's acceptable. Why don't you just put a, a shirt and a tie on with the rest of your boots and shorts? And khaki shorts. Or no, not even a tie, just a nice shirt. Just button up shirt. Button up shirt. Yeah, maybe. Why? Is this like a rule so that the bride and groom can wear whatever they are? I think they are. They're, they're, they're pretty outrageous people. Yeah. I'm not saying super I outrageous, love but that. like... She's got the whole dreads thing going on. Oh, He's yeah. just shaved his off. They've spent a couple of... I think they've just got back from Burma. I think you'll be something. fine. Just put yeah. on a button shirt. You might as well. well I think yeah. I'll be fine. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just like, well, what's the rule? Maybe a button oh. shirt might be quite nice. I like that. What would That's you wear cool. if you could wear anything to a wedding? Oh, okay. If I could wear anything. Oh, you know what? I wear whatever I want to a wedding. You, like, it's pretty fancy anyway. You wear whatever anyway. you want to work I know. Anyway. Yeah, I do. You actually dress quite well. That's so, like... Lately, I've been really into sequins. <laughs> I don't know why. Is that denim jacket you have out sequins? Is that no, 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 no. But that's I, the I, fringe jacket. Yeah, that's my western fringe jacket. But I also have a jacket full of greeny, like, white sequins. And I think I'm just going to start wearing that when I feel like it. Gross. <laughs> it's awesome. Don't even lie. It's um, so fantastic. My brother was... I went home with my brother to this wedding and he was telling me about how one of the girls he lives with at, at uni, um, they've been challenging each other to do stuff they don't do. Oh, yeah. And her challenge to him was wear something that you don't wear mm. in your wardrobe. So he's been pulling out because my nan and my mum and everybody buys me and my brother nice button-up collared shirts. I like that. I hate short-sleeve button-up collared shirts. Ooh, so yeah. he's got a bunch of... I, get, I always get long sleeves because I roll them up a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about this this region here, that mid kind of bicep region. You have been lifting enough. No, I haven't. It just <laughs> tickles. I don't like it. Mm, okay. Um, but Finn's been wearing them and he's been pulling out some cracker shirts that I didn't know he had. Oh, I like that. And I'm just a like, lot. you look really good. I'm like, maybe I should wear stuff in my wardrobe. And I went home and was like, I already wear all my shirts. See, it's a question of practicality though, because I just feel like everyone here is always in the lab and stuff, which is mm. why I feel people dress down a bit. And I hate that though, because I'm like, you know what? I just yeah. want to wear all the fun clothes that I have, yeah, and that's you, a lot of fun clothes. You dress well and you do and the fun stuff. I was like, and I feel like I dress down when I come to uni because wow. other people do. You know, you're dressing down. Yeah. Do you dress like home? Well, no. Do you dress like when you go out? Yeah. Do you don't want to know? It's oh, outrageous. Gross. I love wearing fun things, but the thing is, like, I don't even like to do fancy things. I just like wearing outrageous clothing. Yeah, cool. Like, I would love to just wear like crazy sequin thing and just go to the shitty pub down the road. Like, that's yeah. my dream scenario. So I like dressing like the other shitty people in the pub, <laughs> but like the really shitty pubs. I had one of the guys here um, who I'm in my lab. I'm calling you out, Jordan, if you listen to this. Um, he goes to me, because um, I, I was rocking around in my really shitty cap and a pair of footy shorts and a shirt and a, like, just a T-shirt and my thongs. And then we were talking and it came up that I wasn't actually from Sydney. He's like, oh, <laughs> I just thought you were a guy from Newtown who dressed like for trend. And I just thought it was really tacky. I was like, oh, well, it is really tacky. But it's not for trend. It's more for like fashion sense. <laughs> You're yeah. attacking my personal style. I, I dress like trash, but I'm comfortable. Sometimes you I dress, dress, I sometimes dress, you dress well. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, I also dress for comfort. I'm not super concerned about how I look. Yeah. I mean, Me neither, but I just like, like wearing this. fun clothes. I've got a real face for <laughs> podcasting. 
That's a lot of my podcast, dude. I'm not setting up our own uh, You wanted the videos. Oh, God. That was not going to work out well for us at all. Not at all. Like, stuffing my face with rice paper rolls and uh, doing whatever else. Um, okay. All right. Well. And let's move on to the final item on our agenda. Oh, okay. Righteous block. How do we combat it? What happens when you when you're stuck? When you're stuck in the mud. Yeah, because you know we do experiments, and really our only measure of success, in a way, progress. or yeah, progress, or you know, getting out. You know, getting people to care and recognize the work that you do is to be able to write well and get it published, right? Yes. And what happens when, like, you're really stuck or things just aren't flowing? Um, yeah, you're certainly right. And it's in this kind of publish or perish society where if you don't publish papers and you don't get outputs from your mm-hmm. science, you're nobody. Yeah. Um, the metric of how successful your day was or how successful your week was, was did I do an experiment or did I write about an experiment? Yeah. And it's really hard when the wheels are spinning because you don't feel like you're getting anywhere and you can get quite uh, depressed. Yeah. Yeah, as we were saying last week, I don't know how depression is not a bigger issue in the scientific (laughs) community. I'd love someone to look into it. So Um, I did an experiment yesterday and I was like, this is fantastic. Everything worked straight away. My bacteria were flocking my algae in like 30 seconds. It was great. And then I came back to my desk and then I got an email from my supervisor with like comments back on the latest little bit of writing I had for my literature review. And, you know, I will admit I've been stuck for like the last three weeks. I don't know why. And I haven't been really able to write. And I knew it was bad. So I just sent it to him anyway because it's like, look, I could spend another month on this and waste my time. And then I got back the comments and it's like, okay, I'm going to be brutally honest. This needs a lot of work. Uh, Uh, You need to do this, this, and this and change this. And there's no flow and no structure and no logic. But I was like, I know, kill me now. Like, But it was really helpful because then I got power working, 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 and I've just written something like amazing like last night and today and fixed it all up. But, like, I was stuck for, like, three weeks. But, like, you don't have three weeks to waste. Yeah, you really don't. Um, so, I'm obviously at a different stage because I don't have a literature review to you. Soon, soon you will. Soon I will, but I'm already started working on mine. Oh, what? Hey. Go, get out. I don't what? have time to waste. <laughs> when I finish this in three years, there'll be no money, so I need to be out of here because... Ellery doesn't live with no money because he just can't. That's yeah, not cool. Can't find his I don't like being dependent on Outrageous people. lifestyle. Yeah. Outrageous lifestyle. <laughs> Christ, I'm really about So, um, and I, I was discussing this at the conference with uh, people. I was, you know, more senior people who, uh-huh. who publish regular papers. It's like, what are your techniques? How do you get around not writing? Mm. I discuss this often with my supervisor. I discuss this with other kids in my lab. I discuss this with PhD, PhD students on a pretty regular basis because that's the state of that. I'm in the middle of trying to publish a paper and I suck at it. I've never done it before. I well, suck. that's so normal. Yeah, you always suck the first few times, um, right? Yeah. So techniques that I've been told to use is if you're reading a bunch of papers and you're yeah. looking for similarities, um, either, either take... if you, 
I'll start from the beginning. The way I'm doing it yeah. at the moment is I have a massive mind map next to my desk. You've probably seen it. Uh, that big bit of cardboard. Uh, you're writing on it? No, no, no. Yeah. No? So it's this big bit of cardboard yeah. that I have writing on little post-it notes. Oh, you stick it on there. And I stick it on there. Okay. And I've got little thumbtacks. And yeah. when I need to think about how I can approach a sentence or a flow of a paragraph or a flow of an entire story, yeah. I move little pins around. Okay. So I might do a Lachlan's Carbon Estuaries, um, then I might be talking about salinity gradients, yeah. and then I might talk about, and then I'll try and link those two together, and I'll move some little pins in there, oh, and then I'll I move see. little pins in. So I do a lot of off-paper writing exercises, and I'm a person who likes to think a lot before I write. So I've had an intro due for a little while. Um, I submitted one like a month ago and we both agreed that it was pretty crap and I had some other work to do. And the other work I was doing was I was doing um, um, some meta-analysis. So oh, meta-analysis yeah. is analysing a bunch of other scientific papers and using them within your, analysing them and using the, that result within your own paper. So mine's mm. pseudo-meta-analysis. I'm kind of using literature values. So okay. Yeah. I went hunting, and what I did is I made a couple of tables. Mm. But I was reading, tables so I now have 35 sources that I will have to reference in this paper because I've used these literature values. Yeah, no one okay. else has done that yet. So That's awesome. And that, I it's, like that. Apparently, it's a really good way of actually getting cited often because people are like, oh, look at all these literature values. Oh, he's got heaps of them. I'll just use his references. Ah. Um, so using tables and creating tables... Doing writing in a format that doesn't look like writing is my secret, I would say. Uh, and I'm yeah. new to this, so yeah. this might not hold I like up. it. Yeah, yeah. So I like to do flowcharts. I like to do tables. Um, I also like to copy and paste large paragraphs of stuff that's interesting and putting it under pretty bold subheadings just in a huge Word document. The Word document currently is like 60-something pages of just copy and pasted stuff. Um and sometimes I delete bits, and then in bold I always do my own writing. Yeah. And I try and write, I try and paraphrase everything in there. And if it's useful, I hang on to it, and then I copy and paste it into my own stuff. But I, I think if you're productively, and that, that's the thing about, if you paint a house, if you mow a lawn, if you build a spice rack, <laughs> at the end of the project, you can see that you've built a spice rack, mowed a lawn, or painted a house. You see what you've done for that, and for me, that's one of the big things. I, I love doing manual labour for that. They all things you've done, because I was like, I've never done any of it. I've never those. built a spike. Okay, because I knew you've mowed a lawn. I've <laughs> mowed lawns on three yeah. continents. On uh, many, many. Um, yeah. So I, um, I've never built a spike, but you can see what you've done at the end of the day. Yeah. And if you're writing and you don't get anywhere, I know you can't see where you've got at the oh, end of the day. It's the worst. Or you can see that you've got nowhere. And then you come back tomorrow and you're like, I've got nowhere yesterday. And you're like, I'm still blocking And I've got nowhere today. And it's so demoralizing. Whatever the opposite of a snowball is. <laughs> it's like it's a snowball effect, but a negative one. An avalanche. Um, it's no. not that quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a snowball of negative thinking. Oh, okay. And then you get stuck. So I think it's also important to frame your thinking time mm. as a positive thing. So, like, the other day, I'd been thinking about this thing for a while, and yeah. I'd done some mind map stuff, and I had a table, and I just sat down, and I went, Bleh, and I just vomited <laughs> a page and a half of pretty tight writing oh, onto nice. a page, and I went, 
Oh, that's a really good narrative because you want to tell your nice story. You want to tell narrative. a story. Um, no one ever tells you how to tell a story. No. Stories have beginnings, middle, and ends. Yeah, and, and my story's in my head and not logical at all. No, you're, so you're doing Dunkirk, you know, time to <laughs> I just in alternate dimensions. I don't know how oh, I'm meant wow. to get what's in my head onto paper. Um, I don't know. The other day I was thinking about the bombs. I couldn't even write because I was like, oh. "What if an explosion goes off while I'm sitting here writing? I'm going to have to go um, emergency help people." So the other really quirky technique I use. Oh yeah, I like is, quirky techniques. Is the David Attenborough technique? What's that? So she's so starting to rate. Do you keep a what's it called when you voice yourself? Oh, I do want to dictaphone. <laughs> oh yeah. I actually sent my brother a message the other day. I was like, "Can you get me a dictaphone for Christmas?" He's like, "What?" Why don't you just use voice memos on your phone? Because then I'll it's not as cool. It's not yeah. as cool. It's not a dedicated object. I spend too much time on my phone anyway. Yeah, the less cool. I have that in my hand. I like that. That's better. But what's the quirky way? I don't narrate into my phone or addictive phone. I I put the big noise cancelling headphones I have um, on and I yeah. sit at my computer and I try and narrate. I try and say what I would as David Attenborough would say it in a documentary <laughs> in my head because everything he does in those is so succinctly great. And I know it's probably mm. written for him. He's not coming up with it off the spot. Yeah, but... But the thing that he does really well... There is a massive topic sentence at the start of it. Ah. If you watch any David Attenborough documentary, every time he starts speaking, great topic sentence. Oh, I the don't lion is the fiercest predator in Africa. <laughs> and then he'll tell you a nifty little fact about oh. the lion. And then we'll use an in-text example, whereas they use a visual example. Um, and then he will link that into something else. Um, with the changing of the seasons, the lion loses its power. Whatever. That's the second worst David Attenborough impression I've ever done, except for I think I did one in an earlier episode. Okay, now do it for your research. Quick, give me your um, line. Anoxinous organic carbon is transported to systems through freshwater inflows. <laughs> and then you go from there. And like, like but as soon as you start thinking... It's fear of the blank page, mm. and David helps you overcome that. Thanks, David. So oh. that, that's kind of how I approach things in a really weird sense. It works for me, though. Who knew um, David would be so great in so many oh ways? God, I'm like cry at his when funeral. he's gone. Yeah, he's just like an every man. Uh, like, I, I would love to have his job. Um, oh, how shit would it be to be his brother, the one that was in Jurassic Park? Well, Jurassic Park. I mean, yeah, sorry, okay. That was not a bad example. That was a bad example. Like, he was in Jurassic Park. That's amazing. But it's like, that. Is that all he did his whole life? I don't know. Oh, oh. Imagine Jurassic Park as an instrumental. Oh, I like it. The cinema is yeah. Always, yeah, I'd see that. So the other day we were talking about um, going to see musical, wait, movies with instrumental accompaniments, right? Oh, orchestral. Yeah. yeah. So Harry Potter's top of the list because that was a few days ago. Well, yeah, that came out. My girlfriend and my mate's girlfriend went and saw that. Lord of the Rings would be fantastic. I think that's the one me and you want to see. Yeah, um, and Jack too. Jack would come. Will Hill Maid go. would come. Okay, We can sweet. get numbers for that. I also want to do Star Wars. That would be epic. My uncle's done Star Wars. I wasn't here at the time and I got a bit jealous. <laughs> and Jurassic Park would be pretty great. Yeah, well, there's one... Well, Oh, they're making real-life animal, like, so, dinosaur noises, too. Oh, 
Oh, I don't know if they can do that. But three out of those four movies that you've men- mentioned are all composed by the same guy. Oh, no, what? So, yeah, they're all... So, I didn't know that. Um, oh. I can't remember the guy who did Lord of the Rings. Not, no, Johnny. his name is... Oh, I know what his name is, but I can't remember. But when you say it, John I'll know. Marlin or someone? No, I don't know. No. But the guy who did um, the other three, Harry Potter, um, Jurassic Park, and Star Wars, is John Williams. Oh, yeah, of course. So is what, he still alive? Yeah. Okay. Sure I don't know. So what my uncle did... Is, <laughs> what did I he do? He went Just and saw... Really no, no, he went and saw um, the, the John Williams medley. And it's the orchestra just playing John Williams songs because John Williams, John Williams also did Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. And he also did Superman. So. Oh okay. Wow. One of the things again, this this fantastically (laughs) weird uncle of mine, and we, he can do it. I can't. Is you sing the Superman? I think it's Superman Returns. Superman Returns. Let's say that for a moment. You sing that theme tune, and then you have to transition into Star Wars, and then you have to transition into Indiana Jones. Oh, my God. And it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> but he can do it. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's but, amazing. So, yeah, they're ones I'd love to see. Um, I'd also love to see, well, my mate went and saw it. He was in, I, can't, I don't know what festival it was. was it, it might have been Tomorrowland. Did Hans Zimmer play Tomorrowland? <laughs> he was at some Tomorrowland is a hectic trance like techno festival oh Zimmer is not no it wasn't Tomorrowland Hans Zimmer does like no 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 no. he was at a festival and he was he snapchatted me that he was watching Hans Zimmer and Hans Zimmer was playing the uh, the Interstellar soundtrack and it looked sick at Tomorrowland maybe not Tomorrowland <laughs> I don't know festivals. Oh my I'm God. not a neither festival did, head. Neither, I'm it was a, in Europe. I'm not a festival head full head either, but people I know made a big deal of Tomorrowland and it's like a doof. No, it's not a doof doof, but it's like trance. Yeah, look. I, I don't know. Hans Zimmer Maybe Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. Yeah, he could. He's skilled enough to do that. Um, so, yeah, I would go watch a Hans Zimmer um, thing because these are the great composers. They yeah. Are. They're great. Oh, they tell stories. Like, I... There's something about the the Lord of the Rings soundtrack oh, that just heaven. gets me. Like, Wait, I'm going to look up the guy because he's so great. Um, whenever I hear the, the writers, the Rohan theme, I'm just swept away back to... Howard the, Shaw. Howard Shaw. Oh, he's so great. You've been H. H. Howard. Um, what else has he done? Oh... No, I'll have to... I don't think he's done super heaps of stuff that's recognisable. Um, he's done some stuff, because I've looked this up before. Oh, Silence of the Lambs? I don't think that was known for its soundtrack. <laughs> the Twilight Saga Eclipse. <laughs> no, how could you lower yourself? <laughs> the Aviator. Um, I don't know. Gangs of New York. Oh, no. no. Um, Philadelphia. Yeah. I haven't even seen any of these movies. Hey, it was Philadelphia the one with... Hey, I'm getting knocked off. Oh. Oh, it must be full.
He's done many uh, movies that. Oh, Analyze This? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, I'm sure it's drawn black. Anyways, whatever. But he's so, done yeah, well. So, Lord of the Rings was his magnum opus then? Yeah, it was his. However many minutes of fame that was. <laughs> many, many minutes. That extended version is so long. Um, yeah, but like, it's, it's amazing. Um, and there's slight variations on themes mm. when he just hits certain notes and you're oh. just like, oh, now I'm sad and you're a fun thing. It's, oh, sure, it's totally in my heartstrings. Oh, wow, that one really got to me just then. I can hear it in my head now. And I'm flat as a road. Like, oh, yeah. God. Imagine if it was someone who could sing. Oh, especially, you know, when they're running, the when they're riding away from, um, the, the orcs have come, and it's the, it's the third movie, no, it's the second movie, mm-hmm. and, um. It's hell oh. deep related. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah, and then, um. Denethor, the guardian of... So it's not the second movie? No? Oh, the third movie, maybe. Oh, I can't remember anymore. Yeah, I'm normally yeah. really good. Yeah, I yeah. know. Anyways, he sends Faramir to protect... Oh. Not Helm's Deep. Yeah, yeah, he sends yeah. him to Osgiliath. Yes, Osgiliath. And, and then he's like, Osgiliath is the last defence of the city. Oh, you must keep it safe. And then... A, <laughs> so that guy, Denethor, he's an Australian actor. Son of Bellion. And I swear <laughs> that I had him as an example. No. No way. Years. Four years ago, I swear to God. Did he take a picture of you? I didn't have a You should have asked. I was sitting in my animal, I think it was animal behaviour exam. No, it wouldn't have been animal behaviour. It would have been like human anatomy or something. And I swear that Denethor was monitoring my exam. I wanted to ask him if it was him or if it was his brother. I was so sold on it. I was like, what are you doing picking up extra cash in UTS exam <laughs> monitoring? You're the friggin' warden of Minas Tirith. Why are you? What a tool. Oh my gosh. Anyways, okay. I think, um, I think that's it. I think that's enough nerding out for one afternoon. Yeah. But in one final update note. Update note. Did you get published? No. Ah. I wish. That's a long way off. I left the Prancing Pony. You left the Prancing Pony? Yeah. Where are you at? So right now I think I'm um You've made progress. Yeah, I've made I have made progress. And I'm waiting I don't know, I'm just waiting for like second breakfast or something. I don't know, like something's happening. Right. I'm just walking with my gang. You've strode out of breathing. Yeah. With you, my hobbits. You confident? Yeah, pretty good. Like right now I'm I'm happy. I'm good. Okay. So I'm just like That's great. Just trekking along. With yeah, I had a rotten day yesterday, but oh. I realised it was because I was really tired. <laughs> you got to get a lot of sleep, and that's yeah. That's yeah. hard when you're. I'm doing twelve-hour days at the moment because I've got a shit ton of work to do, and you just like you think that having twelve hours away from the lab can be enough because you only need to sleep eight hours, right? But it's not. I need to sleep ten. I don't know about oh. these people who sleep eight hours. I love sleeping ten hours. I need eight. I no, I don't like more or less than eight. I get a bit at ten, I get up at eight. That's no. great for me. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I'm like, you know, you think that if you leave that lab and you've still got 12 hours in your day, that if you've got at least eight hours of sleep, you still have four hours of bullshitting. Hmm. There's no enough time. Uh, there's so much I want to do away from the lab. So I've been really been yeah. enjoying listening to, um, oh, I'm so into BBC History Extra podcast at the moment. I'm learning oh, so much. I like just, it. Because there's stuff I just don't know about. 
Yeah. I was I'm learning about ancient tribes from Siberia today. I was like, that is sick. Is this a podcast you're listening to? Yeah. Oh, do you know what podcast I'm listening to what? right now? It's so funny. And pretty much everybody's heard of it, but it's so funny. What? My dad wrote a porno. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. I'm still only on, like, chapter one. Yeah. Or, no, no, chapter, like, eight of season one. But it's so funny. I haven't listened to that. I need to give it some credits because my, my girlfriend was telling her mum about it and I think the story goes something like her mum was like oh yeah I tried that once we wrote some erotica <laughs> in a group I was like whoa oh, that is really like as a book writer's club you know I was just like that's gross because her mum's like an English teacher or something oh like, wow oh yeah <laughs> um, but yeah um, oh history's great yeah so I've been really good I like that. that I got super into the Russian Revolution about two weeks ago, oh. I was like so red army for about. Do you know what would be great if you dressed in the era of history you were listening to while you were listening to that podcast? Could you do that? Could I? Yeah. Probably not appropriate for lab safety protocols. Yeah, could we, we can do whatever we want, right? I'd have to get more temporary tats as well. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so fun, though? See, that's the stuff I dream of doing. it was just me and you. That's the stuff I dream of doing, and I know no one would ever do it with me. That'd be fun if you were in a history department, but you realise podcasts go for 20 minutes. (laughs) Costume change. I would have eight costume changes a day. Okay, no, it would be confined to you just how you could only do it, like listen to that podcast for that day. Oh, okay. Maybe. How it themed. I don't know. Fair These are things I think of. Like, I wish everyone would come up here dressed for Halloween on the day that Halloween is, but no one ever does. Oh, no, no. Why not? I'm never dressing up for Halloween. Why not? It's so joyous. I love it. Why are we celebrating Halloween? Well, because one of my best friends is No, 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 no. That's why are we? Why is she? <laughs> why did that even start? What's the basis behind it? Nobody knows, but any excuse to spend money on candy and... Costume is obviously good Fair enough, enough. excuse oh, for. Guess what it is next week? Friday the 13th. Oh. Guess what I'm gonna do for it? Nothing um. in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a grouch. I do love Christmas though. Yeah. I'm, I haven't been here for Christmas in four years. What? I know, I'm always travelling. Yeah, no, it's just because like five years ago, I had New Year's again in Sydney and I was like, oh god, this is so, like it's fine, but it's also kind of really boring, like what are you going to do, go to like see the bridge or go to Coogee and see little shit fireworks that look like sperm in the air. I just never do that, I never go to see Or you just go to a shit party and then at like four o'clock in the morning you can never get home because there are no taxis, right? Oh yeah, you're you're actually trying to do the New Year's thing, I I gave on that. No, I just like, or you just have to go to someone's house but then you can never get home anyway. So then after that moment, I was like, okay, I'm never spending New Year's in Sydney again. And oh, I so that's for serious I haven't, I haven't in the last four years. I think when you're camping with New Year's, I think Nice. That would be a good idea. I don't have plans yet, and it's making me really nervous. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to be stuck here. Oh, uh, okay. No, it's just I couldn't make plans until things started to turn around in the lab. Alright. Uh, and now that they're starting to, maybe I can make plans now. But now it's a bit late to be planning all kinds of crazy adventures. Nah, it's never too late. <laughs> okay, it's never too late. I'm going to do it. Oh, okay, I'm going to go do that now. All right. All right. So let's end this so I can go. You go plan some crazy adventures and I'll go veg out for the night. Excellent. All right. End it. Kill it now.